Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. This message is chapter 4, verse 14 through 30, Heal Thyself. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Notice Jesus says, Truly I tell you, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land, but none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath, to the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. What is Jesus saying? He's saying that these people you hate, the Syrians and the Syrophoenicians, God's going to bless them because they have more faith than you. If anybody would have gone to Elijah, any leper would have gone to Elijah by faith and said, hey, I want to be healed. Would the Lord have healed them? Probably so. But it took a, a little slave girl who's, who was bragging about the God of Israel. And hey, if you just went down and Elisha would pray for you, then you would be healed. And the Syrian general would go down, Naaman, and he would go to Elisha and the Lord would heal him of his leprosy. Why? Because he had more faith than anyone in Israel. And, and God would use this as a testimony against the people. And you know what's interesting? I, I think that if we're obedient to God, God will bless us. You know, if, if, we, if we live by faith and we trust him, then he's going to bless our lives and he's going to use our lives. It doesn't mean we're always going to be healed or anything like that, but it does mean that God's going to use us. And we see that. We see people's lives who are willing to trust God and do what God wants them to do, and God blesses them. Now, there's also difficulty that goes through that. Nobody lives godly in Christ Jesus without suffering persecution, without going through difficulty. But what if we decide, I don't want to trust the Lord? Well, just look at Jonah. How did that go for him? You know, he's thrown overboard, swallowed by a fish. I'm guessing that the fish probably swam down the horn and up the Tigris or the Euphrates and spit him out on the beach. And he comes flying out, all covered in seaweed, as he, as he described himself in the book, wanders into the town, and he preaches a message to the Ninevite. What was his message? Jesus loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Now, you know what his message was? 40 days and you're all dead. That's it. In 40 days, you will be overthrown. That's what he said. 40 days, you're overthrown. You know what the, the people of Nineveh did? They repented in sackcloth and ashes. What's the point of the book of Jonah? Somebody challenged me with that recently. Actually, a room full of us. They were, what's the point of the book of Jonah? Uh, it, it, you know, obey God or else, or, you know, <laughs> you don't want to end up as fish food, you know, I mean, and, and we always think about Jonah, but you know what the point of the book of Jonah actually is? Those Ninevites, repented with that crappy message and you won't repent that's the point in fact jesus in luke 11 will say that to them the people of nineveh will rise up against you on the day of judgment 
because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And one greater than Jonah is here, and you will not repent. God sent Jonah to the Ninevites to condemn Israel for their lack of repentance. And that would forever be a testimony against them in their scriptures that, hey, if the Ninevites will repent, you guys should probably repent. And that makes me think about our own lives. You know, as we sit in our church, as we live in our comfortable lives, are we going to live a life of devotion and repentance towards God? Are we going to humble ourselves before the Lord? Because we all know stories where people who are in prison and, and awful people, that guy, he was son, son of Sam murders, somebody went to him and shared the gospel with him. That guy repented. He's a serial killer. And he repented. Where does that leave you if you're not willing to repent? And, and so Jesus is, is saying this to them. He says, hey, you guys, these people had faith, but you don't in his own town. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 tells us, without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, that He exists, but also that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Are we seeking God so that we can have a relationship with Him so that we can learn to trust Him? When we talk about faith, that's what we're talking about. Putting our trust in God. Verse 28 says, So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, And they rose up and thrust him out of the city where they had led him to the brow of a hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. I bet you're glad you don't go to that church. (laughs) Say something wrong and pretty soon you're trying to throw you over the bench. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the worst that happens to us nowadays is people, you know, defriend you on Facebook. It's like the worst thing that could happen, you know, funny. I I think there's probably cultures that still kind of get upset like this and do things like this, but. Man, it shows you where their hearts were. If you don't heal us like you did the people in Capernaum, then we're going to kill you. You know? Wow. Really? Crazy. It says, then passing, verse 30, passing through the midst of them, he went on his way. This is a very sad verse because I don't doubt that Jesus, I don't doubt that his greatest desire was to do something in his hometown. To see people converted, to see people healed to see people delivered from demons, to see people transformed by the message of hope that the Messiah is here. And they came, he came, and they just tried to kill him. They were so focused on their opinions that they couldn't see what they had. And we have to ask the question, are we like that? Am I like that in, in my life? You know, I think that there are a lot of churches, and, and I fear maybe some of that even here, where, where we just have this opinion that, well, we have the right way, and we do things the right way, and you know, the, we're through the Scriptures, and, and that makes us better than other people. And here we are, you know, in this church, you know, trying to know God and trying to, to draw close to God, but where are our hearts? Because now down the street or, or in another place, there's a revival happening. And it's so easy to dismiss that. Oh, well, they have miracles over there because they're, you know, they don't, you know, they're no good. It's the devil. Or, or, or revivals happen over there. Oh, well, that's just because they're, you know, they're cheating it somehow. No, we have to look at ourselves and say, am I really following the Lord or am I just religious? Am I just kind of going through the motions or do I know Jesus? I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. This is, it's not first service, it's second service. Those guys. Just kidding. But, but I think it's good to do a heart check when it comes to these things. What am I going to do to heal myself? 
of my unbelief, of my, my stubbornness, of my churchianity, my, my comfort. What am I going to do to heal myself of that? And, and the answer is very simple. Go to Jesus. Go to the fountain of living water, the one who can satisfy your soul. He says, come, all you are, are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest for your soul. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come and, and get the living water. It will come up in you like fountains of living water, like torrents of living water, if you'll just come to me. You see, a relationship with Jesus is no different than a relationship with anybody else. It's cultivated by time and effort as we get into his presence and we talk to him, we read his word, we commune with him. But you're not going to have a relationship with Jesus unless you spend the time seeking his face. And if you seek him, you will find him if you seek for him with all your heart. And in his presence is fullness of joy. That's what the Christian life is about. It's about knowing Jesus. And everything in our lives, everything will stem from that one thing. The work that we do for the Lord, the good that we do in the community, the service that we give Him on a, on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night, it all stems from His Spirit leading us to do this or that and to bless His body and to bless people around us and to share the gospel. But if we don't have a relationship with Him, then nothing else is going to happen. Because when we have a relationship with Him, guess what? That's when we go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is in us and on us and working through us and flowing through us and, and making changes and our prayers are answered and, and things are, are happening in our lives. We see the effect of Jesus in our lives. And that's what we want as a, as a church. Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We're grateful for this passage, although it is challenging to us. There's nothing wrong with wanting you to heal. Nothing wrong with wanting you to do a mighty work. But Lord, what we really need is you. Just you. And whether you heal or not, that we would know that our names are written in the book of life. Because that's where true joy is found. To know that we're going to go to heaven. To know that we're going to be with you. To know that we have eternal life. To know that you dwell in us. And so I just pray, Father, that as we consider our lives and the things that we're seeking from you, Lord, that those things would not supersede our seeking you, our desire for you, and that as we seek you, we might find you, Lord, and that we might be transformed by your Spirit in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.